0: Welcome to Weekday Worship Weekday Worship That was the worst impression of me introducing the show we've ever had
1: I don't have as much energy as you do typically I, that's, I
0: don't think that's true actually <laughs> Uh, Welcome in friends, we are being joined today, I say we, it's really I, uh, my normal partner in crime Caleb Hawkins is busy, busy, busy with lots of things including preaching prep and some teaching things and PhD things and all kinds of stuff and he has vacated the room and yielded his seat to the vaunted Joey Greer.
1: Well, glad to try to, in, Joey. try to fill some big shoes. You know, Caleb really brought it this past weekend, so I know he's probably taking some time to recover and uh, revamp for his next, <laughs> um, you know, four-way into uh, speaking. So it was a yeah, yeah. great job this past weekend. Uh,
0: it's actually, so you said that you're trying to fill some big shoes, and I don't disagree with you, but I think it's important to just say that I'm actually filling Caleb's shoes as the show host. Oh, that's true. And you're actually sh- filling my shoes. Oh,
1: that's even harder to so. do. <laughs> You know there was one from one um distinguished t s c to another yes, one that's we've right. got uh yeah trying to if fill people some big uh I'm trying to think uh,
0: I, like are we at that point where like there's people at church who don't know who you are do do most people attending know who you are do you think
1: i I think there's a lot of people that I don't know um okay. This hey. last
0: Sunday you were doing sound. I was
1: doing sound last this past yeah, Sunday, so hopefully great. no one had any complaints. Um,
0: you, the Sunday before that you were teaching in children's ministry. Teaching, yeah, teaching the just kids, crushing it in several different ministries. <laughs> just uh, serving, serving here, serving there, serving everywhere,
1: trying to keep keep <laughs> things moving in the right direction. Yeah, but. no, which
0: we really appreciate. So Joey, you've been at the church for gosh a couple years now, right?
1: Yeah, we started coming to Generations the first Sunday that uh, we met in the building here. Actually, oh, is that right? Yeah,
0: yeah. So coming out of COVID, twenty that was in spring twenty twenty one. So
1: yeah, was it? Yeah, so it's been
0: over two years.
1: Yeah, it'll be coming up on three in February, that? March. Cool. So. Little well, time flies. Yep.
0: Um yeah, actually we've been wanting you to we've been want, I've been wanting to have you on the podcast for a while now.
1: Well I keep I mean apparently and, and Caleb's actually the one who arranged it. Yes, trying to keep get us to sponsor here and there. Oh, so we'll talk a little bit right. about that. That's so right. I keep you so, know, <laughs> listening here and there. <laughs> so I some about sponsorships. That. So
0: Joey owns uh, a, a business called Mailbox Project, and we have referenced Mailbox Mailbox Project before as uh, we think what should be a weekday worship sponsor sponsor yeah so are you prepared to pony up some hefty dollar amounts so no we free ads no some... free
1: ads around here no so. free ads <laughs> you know
0: uh. Um, yeah, so we'll, we'll do like the whole, um, I'll, I'll have to do like the read, the advertising read
1: or whatever. I didn't come prepared do. with that, but we'll make sure to have it in your uh, your hands next time. Right. So yeah.
0: so from now on, maybe we can get to that place where Weekday Worship has like twice an episode we go. Uh, or you have to like take a break Pause and from- do an advertisement and yeah. Mailbox Project
1: will be in that. We'd be glad to. You know. We're actually going to
0: talk about Mailbox Project in a little bit. Um, first though, I did want to ask you about, well, number one, you're, you're a fellow. So Joey and I went to the same college yep. at very different times.
1: Yeah. Missed each other by about <laughs> one or two years. Is that all? I think so. Cause you knew a couple people that were like seniors when I was an incoming freshman.
0: What year did you, what year did you start going there?
1: I started going in, uh, fall of 05. Fall of 05.
0: Yeah, I graduated in 03. So. Yeah. Okay. So Joey and I, yeah, we're both alma maters of the... Uh, Distinguished. The Distinguished Toccoa Falls College. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's the it's the Ivy League of North... Or the, the Harvard of North Georgia. It's the
1: biblical Ivy, <laughs> Ivy League of North Georgia.
0: <laughs> I actually <laughs> laugh with people when we when I travel for, like, mission stuff. Uh, Tacoa Falls is affiliated with the Christian Missionary Alliance, who has a massive presence a, yeah. around the globe. And, and when you tell people, like, in let's say like West Africa or in, um, in uh, South Africa or when you go to these places like that like there's usually a presence established by the Christian Missionary Alliance and when I say that I went to Toccoa Falls College people actually treat it with a bit of gravitas, like yeah. it's like, oh, that's impressive. It's
1: like, yeah, not really. <laughs> in, in the right circles, it is. Yeah, in the right circles. Very, very narrow. In, in the circles. business world, people are like, what? Yeah. <laughs> like, so um, trying to explain that, yeah. or you know, you said you played sports in college, and so I mean, I played, I got a chance to swing some golf clubs here, or there, and yeah, it's right. it's, it's 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 not. It's not the same. So <laughs> I tell people, because I played
0: basketball to go, and I tell people, it's think of it as like uh, the 13th grade. Yeah. It's, pretty it's much. just glorified high school basketball. Pretty much. <laughs> you know. um, so, yeah, so we went to call, the same college together, or not together, but separate. Um, we're also both fellow Atlanta sports fans. We got a big Braves game. We're recording this on a Thursday. Wednesday? Wednesday.
1: It's Wednesday. First And pitch the Braves a, are playing in just a couple hours. 5, five oh 07, first Can pitch. I get a prediction out of you? I think it's going to be another close game. I think there's going to be a lot more offense. We're in Philadelphia. Um, in Philadelphia, which actually, I'm going to say the Braves are going to come out hot. They're ready to go. Oh, they're, going to go. they're going to come out hot, and they're going to they got to silence the crowd early. Love where your heads at, and they're just going to start dinging it all over the place. Okay, I'm looking forward to that. All right, so
0: the Braves in an offensive.
1: I think nine nine
0: three. Wow. I hope I hope you're <laughs> so right. This would be great. Um, okay. And then uh I, I also wanted to ask you just cause we were talking recently about this before we dive into our
1: content yes. for the day. You are accumulating something and you need the help of your fellow church members for yes, this. Yes, I do. So I was I was sitting out front um patiently waiting for my wife to get in our car to go home one Sunday <laughs> afternoon. And um, a few fellow um, Generations members came up and were talking to me and my kids um, while we were sitting there. And I just had this idea to like, start gathering like, songs that people were wanting to listen to or listening to currently or what, what their favorite song was. So,
0: so this is not like your playlist no. or your artist or album. It's a single song. It is a single song by, by,
1: from the people
0: of Generations. So you ask one person one to give person. you one song and you're
1: accumulating a playlist of people's yes. one song. So I can give you an example. Okay. So Scotty was one of those fine individuals. Scotty. So I said, Scotty, what what song do you enjoy and you like? And so he gave me Rosanna <laughs> by, <laughs> by Toto. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> Rosanna by Toto? Yeah. Can
0: you play this for me? Can you like put that into the mic? I don't even know what song that is.
1: might let's skip ahead a little bit here. Yeah. This is this – is,
0: wow. So that's Scotty's jam.
1: You know, apparently it is. Have you is. been jamming
0: out to it ever since?
1: You know, it is. I, I will say – It's grown on you. It, it has grown on me. I can tell. But it's been enjoyable in the facet yeah. that, like, <laughs> every time a song plays, I think about that person. And for the most part, they're positive. <laughs> okay. Uh, give me another example. Um, let's see. So I've got um, – let's see. Thomas Nation.
0: Oh wow. I'm so interested in Thomas to hear what Nation Thomas gave Trump.
1: us the song Symphony by Switch. So let's play This is This is Thomas this Nation. This is Thomas Nation. How cool is that guy?
0: I mean, total surprise. I don't even know who this is, what this is, but I love it. It's good. It's good. Thomas Trump Scotty. Go. So What's far? next? Um let's see. People don't know this about Thomas and I'm going to out him here. Thomas is a, an avid guitarist.
1: Is he really? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Man, the guy's I mean I th- I mean multi-talented this man. Yeah. He he's he's a, he's a, he's a, a man of many talents. Yeah, many yeah. talents. Um let's see who else we got here. Um, my wife's trying to call me, so I'll decline that. Sorry, Dana. But speaking of Dana, this would be Dana. Wait,
0: wait. when this publishes, <laughs> she's going to know that you screened her call. She is.
1: Um, so er, he- I'm sorry, as the kids say, when this drops. Here's Dana. Da- da- one of Dana's talk. favorites is Family by Drew Holcomb, The Neighbors. Do we need to, like, copyright this stuff to make sure we're not, like, infringing anybody's rights here?
0: <laughs> Probably. I don't know.
1: So... Family
0: Fam, swinging in the kitchen, running in the yard. That is, that's the neighbors. Drew Holcomb and the neighbors. Drew Holcomb and the neighbors. Yeah. So far, I don't know any of these songs.
1: Well, what's your song? Oh Lord. Like it's like a right now song. I mean, yeah. What's getting you? What's getting you motivated? or you what's enjoying listen, listening to, to or whatever? Van Halen right now. No, I'm
0: just kidding. <laughs> um, I. Gosh, I don't even know. I don't got to add got to okay, can name. i can i have the episode to kind of consider this and come yeah, back we'll, to we'll before we Yeah, we'll circle back out? at the end that's correct we'll right, do, that do that at the end and then are you inviting listeners who are peop- like who are members of generations or people at generations to, build to come out. find you yes. and give you a their song.
1: Yes. All right. That'd Joey's trying to
0: build a generations playlist
1: one song at a time. One song at a time. And maybe if there's clean songs to associate it with you. you know, if there's clean songs on there, hopefully there are. You preferably know, no easy. Preferably ease. Dish needs to maybe clean up hers a little bit but wow. other than that. Just wow. kidding.
0: <laughs> Our last podcast, yes. Called
1: out. <laughs> um, yeah, I just I think it'd be fun just to kind of build a little playlist around, you know, the people of generations. Dude I love this. All right. So.
0: and then when you think of when you hear the song you think of them and you pray for them.
1: I just just put a burden on you. You know, we are a church podcast. That's (laughs) that's true. We probably need to make sure to Uh, bring the wagons back around. Yeah,
0: so, okay, so speaking of this, speaking of church podcasts, here we go. Um, Here's what we want. So, um, well, actually, okay, before we dive into specific stuff that I want to, I'm going to kind of ask you some things, get some perspective from you. um, Before I interview you related to that, um, not everybody knows your story. Not everybody knows kind of how you ended up here. Um, Why don't you back up a little bit and just give everybody a little like a brief kind of history of
1: you, your family, how you guys ended up here in Atlanta and at Generations. Yeah, um, well, longtime Atlanta resident um, that uh, took a little hiatus um, in Tennessee for a little while. Came back a Vols fan. Never been a Georgia fan, so um, works in that regard. Joey
0: Joe and I are also Georgia.
1: We're like two of the four Georgia Tech fans in the city. <laughs> That's it's, it's, it's a painful <laughs> process right now. Um, shout out Paul Wilson uh, and the Miami win this past weekend. Mm.
0: Um, oh wow! I haven't even <laughs> talked to Paul about that. That's a great call. That's I'll my, be
1: seeing him tomorrow for
0: yeah a few we'll, hours. So we'll, I'm going to have to. We we'll, won't we'll bring it up too Hard much. time about that.
1: Um, no, grew up in, grew up in Norcross, Duluth. Um, you know, for a good portion of my life, my dad was a enough uh, so that you would call this your old stomping grounds. I would call it my home, yeah, generation, generational home. So, there's a lot <laughs> at Kroll Brothers, there's like s- seven or eight generations in Kroll, is Bro- really, Kroll Brothers, at the, yeah, the cemetery. Yeah, right there? Yep. so wow. it's uh, I didn't know that. yeah, one day. Hopefully. Is that
0: is well, I don't want to spoil the story, yeah.
1: yes, okay, we'll get there, yeah. Um, so, yeah, so a lot of a lot of family history in Gwinnett County and Norcross specifically. A lot of cool history and heritage. I remember listening, or when we got together, when we first started coming, we were in a cohort together, and we were reading, um, what's the book about fathers we were reading? Uh, uh, the Intentional Father. Intentional Father. And yeah. talked about going back through history and, like, looking at some, like, legacy and stuff. And so there's a yeah. lot of meaningful legacy, I think, for me here in Gwinnett County, which mm-hmm. I know a lot of people might not have because it's grown so much and changed. Um so long, you know. Grew up here, the majority of my life. Um, my dad was in ministry, um, was also a small business owner as well. So bivocational. Um, we moved to Gainesville um, when he became a pastor full time. Um, so I was up in Gainesville from uh, middle school through high school. What church was that again? Um, it's a church called Calvary Chapel. Yep. Uh, okay. Lakeland Lake Lanier. So Calvary Chapel Lake Lanier. Um, so I grew up around Calvary Chapel churches my entire life. Um, went to Tocco Falls College graduated um in the middle of the recession which was a lot of fun um trying to f- sort through life and what was out there and uh you know what what the lord had uh as a part of my plan i for was my trying life. to sell a house during that time no oh, yeah in
0: marietta Ooh. and you were trying
1: to, to graduate graduated and get from... a career start no, I was trying to get a career started. <laughs> yeah, not the ideal thing, not, time not, for either
0: of those not things. the
1: ideal homeowner situation <laughs> uh, which plays a lot into our story and our business as well kind of we'll circle back to that in a little bit um yeah. So, just through some different um, life circumstances, um, some the guiding of the Lord through college. You know, looking back on it now, is definitely the Lord's you know hand on my life. Um, took a job um, working on a political campaign up in Nashville. What was your uh, degree? in? Business. Just general business I mean theory. there's so much story like you know through the Lord bringing me into connections with some different um, congressmen to getting connected in some campaigns up in Nashville which is where I, where I left um, you know when I, when I left home I had like a tank of gas and an old 95 Jeep um, Cherokee best car ever and um, had a seventy-five dollar Walmart gift card and an opportunity to go work kind of as a, like an executive assistant for a guy who's running for Congress, and there were like no jobs, you know, in Atlanta. I mean, there was it was tough to find jobs for TFC grads specifically in business at that time, <laughs> um, with extinct with this distinguished <laughs> degree that we had, let alone everybody else. Um, I mean. It, again it's the harbor of the north georgia yeah, of north right. georgia There just wasn't a lot of
0: you know businesses in north yeah, georgia yeah, that's right
1: <laughs> well i think i'll take it back to it just it just goes to, i mean the lord's got it. the lord had his hand in his plan in my life and, and looking back on it now it's very evident in that regards um what was
0: the connection that got you the gig in?
1: so i mean i was not the smartest student i mean struggled with a lot of different learning things growing up um You know, TFC was realistically probably one of the few places I actually got into, uh, to be transparent. Um, Don't take anybody. (laughs) (laughs) I'm really talking it down, man. And it's like it really, it's so bad. We We both love love to go We love it. We do love it. We're realistic about what it is, but we love it. It it. is. Um, (laughs) Yeah, and so I I was a business major. I mean, um, found my way on the golf team, ended up playing golf a little bit. Um, You know, was was getting by with B's and some C's. And um, one day, the the professor who headed up the business department said, "Hey, Joe, do you want to take a trip with the two local area chamber of commerce to go to DC?"
0: Who was the guy? Who was that? What was it
1: um, Kilpatrick? Kilpatrick, Pro- okay. Professor yeah, Kilpatrick. Yeah, I him. Um, so, which really surprised me, because like I said, I was like, I was not the didn't have the best GPA or got the best grades, but just gave me an opportunity, and it was kind of the first time someone had like realistically given me a shot at doing something like bigger than I realized. He and was
0: intending on playing a ground of golf and wanted you to like
1: probably, be a ringer or something for him. Uh, no. he still wasn't that good at <laughs> golf either. Um, but yeah, just got an opportunity to go up there, took advantage of it, found out that the congressman for the area had an office like right down the street from campus, um, so that lended itself to an internship. And um, which led itself to
0: everybody's anticipating that we're going to have a whole episode talking about politics now because oh gosh I would love that <laughs> um,
1: yeah hey we people, should people do people, that. people don't know probably we I'd should like, do
0: that although it would get us in a lot of trouble probably because Caleb Caleb won't talk politics with me certainly not on air
1: you know so um, with our big listening audience
0: <laughs> right so. um, no I was going to ask though did you I mean you didn't did you have an interest in politics or this just no. sort okay so it wasn't like you had. You weren't like Michael Keaton. No, uh, not, uh, what, <laughs> Michael Clayton. Michael, no, what's, uh, uh, Alex Keaton, sorry. Okay. Uh, Michael J. Fox, the character.
1: No, uh, I mean, just, I Alex was just Keaton. looking for an opportunity. Talks. Yeah, looking for an opportunity and, and took it and, uh, you know, utilized it. Really started growing in, I guess, just the confidence of who I was and who the Lord was molding me into. Um, you know, kind of struggled with a lot of that growing up just with some different things and, uh, yeah, it was the first opportunity anybody really gave me in like a way that like, I never thought I'd be able to do. Um, and you went
0: up there. You hadn't met Dana yet. No, I had that's not met Dana. You met yeah, Dana, so you?
1: that's that. Yeah. Uh, so that led me to Tennessee um, through some different stories and finding just trying to find some work. Um, so had a opportunity to go make two hundred bucks a week. I slept on this guy's couch in his like guest house, and just started working on his campaign. Um, you know, he wasn't polling in the numbers at all when I first started. And, you know, by the time through some different people leaving, I ended up, like, running his campaign. We ended up, like, getting some polling off the ground a little bit. Um, so that led to some other campaigns to go work on have, further in that cycle. Have you ever watched the show West Wing? Oh, I love, love West Wing. Okay, West One Wing's, like, favorites. maybe my favorite all-time
0: yes. TV show. Okay. It
1: it's, it's is an all-timer, right? Now I know why we connect so well.
0: Yeah. Okay, so I'm curious. What character in West Wing would you compare yourself to, relate to, like—
1: Oh, man. Now you're asking me to recall. I mean, I can think of all the episodes. Now you're asking me to recall names on the spot, and I'm trying to remember, like...
0: What what, what was the guy's name, the the speechwriter who came in for Rob Lowe's character, the guy with the glasses? You know uh, what I'm talking about. T- um, That's who I have in my starts, mind when you're talking with, about. Starts how with a T, I think. He was the speechwriter. Yeah, I know uh, you're talking like about. For like some dead campaign that was dead in the water. Yeah. And they ended up pulling him into the to the White House. And we're losing our audience completely on this <laughs> if they've never seen West Wing.
1: You should go check uh, it out. Bailey,
0: Will Bailey was his character's name.
1: Uh. Nah, I mean, you know, just I, I don't. I mean, we just kind of did some creative stuff. So in Tennessee, you have a lot of, uh, especially in the backwoods of Tennessee, you have you can. Ride right around on a so the candidate was really he had a passion for tractors, <laughs> so we weren't getting any Did we media
0: YouTube old ads that you helped do. Oh,
1: I don't. Yeah, I mean I, we weren't getting any media attention whatsoever. So like literally, so there's a there's a famous. Did you have to go like gimmicky and stuff? I'm I'm getting there. I'm getting there. So. There's a famous US senator, <laughs> Lamar Alexander. He had this he got elected governor back in the eighties from walk like literally walked from one side of Tennessee to the other in this like plaid shirt and he like just met people. And so like I was like, Well you like you have all these tractors, like let's go to load up your tractor and like ride around through these different towns and get like some attention. And so we did. And so that was so that caught the eyes of like, oh man, you got the creative staff member here. So that caught the eyes of some people in the GOP, I won't you know party. I won't <laughs> say which party's affiliated with, um, but uh, yeah, and so just got some more campaign working opportunities through the 2010 election cycle. So, okay. um, and then that lent itself to going to work for one of Tennessee's U.S. senators in Chattanooga, um, which that that was that was a phenomenal experience. I mean, I started off just doing basic kind of constituent services, got to be you know ride around with the senator you know throughout Tennessee for a couple of years, um, and just got the chance to be at the table. Um, you know, going to DC and visiting with staff, and he got the chance to be, he was the head of foreign relations, he was the head of the banking committee, and so I got to have dinners with these with these heavy hitters. Yeah, these heavy hitters, and I was like, holy moly, like, what in the world is going on here? Yeah. Um, but just really neat, um, and started to give me more confidence about what the Lord was doing in my life growing up as an individual, like through my 20s in this, you know, time of life. Um, no,
0: most of us who have had nothing to do with politics are pretty cynical about the political, yeah. you know, inner workings of things now like you come out of having worked in it like you've been at some level within the machine yeah do you would you say would you characterize your attitude towards politics as cynical or something like how would you characterize it
1: i think it's the lack of education to really be transparent and just i mean a over i mean the news has just gotten into a place that's just not healthy as we all know i think that's that's really it it's just it's all dollar driven and it's money driven and you know, it's not public service anymore. So that's the, and you, you feel the, you feel the anger and the hate from people in that regards a lot of yeah. times, depending on which, which, on both sides, realistically. Do you have any inten- intention of
0: announcing your candidacy for office during this recording? Week no, before?
1: but I do. I would <laughs> like to say we we do back our candidate from this congregation, Andrew Hickson. No, yes, so 100%, a, we're all in on Andrew. 100%, Hixon. 100%. And actually, you know,
0: uh, Josh Bear is another city councilman who's actually his family's been attending our yeah. church just recently and so we actually could have as many as two man uh yeah i mean generations is driving things here in norcroft no, trying I'm just kidding.
1: to uh, trying to keep it on the straight and narrow
0: yeah uh you have not worked on the andrew hickson campaign though is that correct
1: or you have? no i have not okay i don't know right. about the events that go on yeah you,
0: know, so. you haven't been included hey you live outside of the uh, i live
1: outside the so i live in swanee of- right now <laughs> um yeah so just uh so was in chattanooga we got moved to chattanooga to do that um met my wife through church got plugged in with a calvary chapel in chattanooga uh, which we loved um and enjoyed our time built great friendships there for about and we were there for almost twelve years. That's um, a long time, man. It was. It was, yeah, a good part of my life. So, got to know, went through a great season of life. With... I mean,
0: that's actually that's how long generations has existed.
1: Yeah. So, like, that puts that in perspective for me. It's like, Whew.
0: we only have, we've, pro- we're probably down to about a dozen people that are part of our church that were part of it at the
1: beginning. Wow.
0: So, like, twelve years is a long time to stay in a church.
1: It, yeah, it was, it, was, it was really neat. Dane and I both say this about Generations is like where we came from. It has that same like sweet spe- – I mean the church has got – grew, grew drastically over the couple of years, but it like, just has that same kind of good sweet spirit about it that we've just – that's kind of drawn us here. Um, you remind us a lot of like the pastor that married us, so like just some different things in that regard. So there was – Like bald and handsome? Pretty much. <laughs> He's 6'5 and a lot more athletic. Oh, wow. I'm just geez, <laughs> that hurts. <laughs> um, no, but uh yeah, it's just it's it's so uh, we were we were there. Um I I'd, I'd gotten out of politics, was working um for the local electric utility company there. Um they had a consulting arm, um so for the past last couple of years I was traveling around the country basically like helping other smaller utilities um, set up a competitive business of selling broadband like through their power infrastructure. Um and then COVID happened. And for me, COVID, honestly, like, and I, I try to put this in perspective. I know COVID was a challenging time for a lot of people. Um, COVID was good for my, me and my family because it brought me home. Like, I was on the road half mm. the time. There's a lot of <clears> throat> Ian Ian <throat> would, would have been. Ian was, too, he was two, yeah. Okay. And, like, there's a lot of times now that, like, I'll look back. And was um, Dana pregnant with Henry then, or did she already have Henry? We had gotten pregnant, I think, in January of 2020. Okay. Um, so we spent a lot of great time in that together, season together, yeah. and it really, even now, working and what we'll talk about it later, it kind of started to form my thought of like how to not travel for work, yeah. you know, and not be, and be a part of my and 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 to let my family be a part of that if it ever did happen. Mm. Um, so I remember. But so it, it sort of adjusted your. Re,
0: it, it, it recalibrated your values. It
1: recalibrated my values in a big, big way. Um, and so I was. I remember. And So we'll kind of start transitioning to the story of how we got back here. Um, so it was September um, 25th. Henry was born on September 25th of 2020. Um, that was on a Friday. The following Friday, I was taking Ian to go to the, to the driving range to just get out of the house for a little bit to give Dana some space, get some sleep with, the, with Henry. Um, he was a week old. And I remember calling my dad on the phone and um, was just kind of like, you know, I had, a, I had a potential opportunity to come back and work in Cobb County. Um, you know, we wanted to kind of get closer to family. Dana's family is up in northeast Tennessee, so we were three hours away from them. We were two and a half hours away from my, my family. And while we really loved Chattanooga, it, we still, we both looked at each other like, man, is this like where we're supposed to be? Like, we both kind of felt unsettled for some reason, not nearly knowing what the Lord was going to do in that regards. Um and uh so i remember calling him and just kind of talking through that with him and you know i I know i'm gonna have to start traveling again i don't want to have to start traveling again um and uh, so we went to hit golf balls and uh and he called me back like realistically kind of perfect timing like right when i got back in the car and he said man i just want you to know like i really truly believe like you're gonna you're gonna see the value in the in the workplace like really soon like I really feel like you, I just got this sense, like, you're really going to get, like, see the value, um, you know, see your value in the workplace. Like, mm-hmm. I just, it's like, I think there's just something going to happen. And that was the last conversation I ever had with my dad. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the next day, I um, got a phone call, like, at 930 at night from my brother-in-law. And he was like, man, something's going on, like, with your dad. Your mom's calling the ambulance. Like, something's not right. And I knew, like, right then and there, like, something wasn't, you know, my dad's never been really sick. And so my dad had a stroke. Unfortunately, um, passed away. Um, so made it back home. Got to spend some good time, you know, with him in the hospital before before he uh, officially passed, and uh, and then just started answering the phone calls for our business like Henry two days born later.
0: September twenty fifth, your dad passed away.
1: October third, October fourth. So like a week later. So, so we're th- this last week was the three yeah, year anniversary yeah, of that. Yeah. Yeah. So it was. Uh, yeah. So it was. Um, Yeah, a lot of, lot of, uh, a lot of change in our life. So we're living in Chattanooga. um, You said you
0: started answering the calls for our business like
1: two days later. Okay, so your dad, my dad, owned this. So yes, we. I guess back up and get a little history on Mailbox Project. Um, So mailbox, you've been passionate about mailboxes your whole life. My whole life. (laughs) There's nothing like getting a personal letter in the mail. (laughs) We're gonna we're going we're, we're gonna use some of our brand hey, marketing know what's funny branding is we're working on. Most of the
0: people at our church are too young to have probably ever received a personal letter in the mail. Oh,
1: I'm trying to work to revive that actually right now. And I've been writing a thank you note uh, through the mail. And, goes. Andrew, you know, thank you, Andrew, for you know all the hard work you're doing to write your letters for your campaign. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so my dad started um, realistically, my dad started a mailbox project it was called Streetscape Hardware originally. Um, he was a contractor um, for single family homes. Um, in the Atlanta area, but wanted to get more involved with ministry, was helping out uh, um, the church we were going to in, in mission, so was leading a bunch of t- trips to Mexico um, throughout the year, um, and just really felt the Lord calling in his, li- in his life um, to get in- into ministry and knew that he couldn't do contracting and ministry at the same time. And so just saw this niche that the Lord led him into to sell mailboxes and provide mail- mailboxes to all these developers who are building out atlanta in like the early or late 90s early 2000s Mm. and so we he he grew a good little business i mean we had about seven or eight people on our staff um you know through through the boom of atlanta housing and then like the recession happened and it just like i mean my parents went through a tough time i mean almost i mean the house almost got foreclosed on parents marriage struggled like just saw a lot of was tough like it was really tough Mm -hmm. time but uh you know um yeah, through that journey, my dad became a pastor for about twelve years, led a great little church, um, close to the same size of what we were at right here in generations. Um, and then through some different health things, my mom dealt with, started getting getting out of ministry, um, but I was always just passionate about you know serving the Lord and mm-hmm. and honestly like teaching the word like that's he was one of his two biggest get, joys in life were like yeah providing ministry to people and, and teaching the mm-hmm. word like he loved Bible study and loved teaching. Um, got a lot of, a lot of audio tapes back at the house that that give good, good context and value to listen to when, when the right time happens. So Mm. it's, it's neat to pull, pull from those. That's cool. Um, so yeah, so we had this business, um, you know, kind of revamped things through the recession, survived the recession. Um, and we're starting to do a lot of work with, um, homeowners associations. Um, you know, business was, you know, chugging along, you know, making a decent living for my parents, nothing extravagant, but just you know good steady living and and then yeah uh, unfortunately he kind of passed away um in october of 2020 yeah so i remember your first sunday
0: here um yeah so that first sunday in this building and i met you and somehow we pretty quick quickly connected the tfc i know that was crazy and um and so we had all this common ground, like pretty much out of the service. We both grew up in this area. We both went to Tacoa Falls, which is like not a ton of people. We yeah. both big sports fan Atlanta sports fans, like all these things. But what actually knit my heart to you like right out of the gate was this loss of your father because my wife's dad suddenly passed away two months after your dad did. Yeah. Um, actually probably less than that. And so we were kind of dealing with the the sort of surge of like unexpected grief and, and so I remember that first Sunday, it's like somehow that came up and we both sat and I think cried talking about it. Like, <laughs> so instantly my heart kind of connected because yeah. I'm just like, oh man, I'm walking with my wife through what our what our family's walking through on that side and then having, seeing that same, um, that same just like punch to the soul, you know, just yeah. in you and the way that you're trying to process that and then moving here to take over the business, all that. So I guess that's the next part though. Like I just spoiled, spoiled the story. No, right, yeah, yeah.
1: So. I mean, it's honestly, I mean, it didn't, there's so many stories, I mean, along the way of how the Lord just got indirected. Um, I've been trying to write these down. You've got kind of to go back and write these down. Um, and a couple of neat, neat stories along the way. So, like, I was we – we were trying to get this new division off the ground at our, the company I was working at, which was taking a lot of time, effort, energy. Um, you know, I was trying to – after right, everything happened with my dad, I was trying to keep our business moving in the right direction, trying to figure out, like, what we were going to do with it. Um and a neat, there's two neat stories that kind of helped push us to move back to Atlanta. One was um my mom started praying. I didn't know this. My mom started praying. she's like, just, Lord, give Joey a chance to get some rest mm-hmm. i mean i i hadn't- i literally did not cry from like the time I was in the hotel room I cried at the funeral a little bit and then um and I didn't cry for like i didn't I didn't have an emotion like I was just so intent on everything that was going on mm-hmm. and um my mom, unbeknownst to me, my mom started praying for that. And the next day, I got a phone call from a friend of mine from Chattanooga, who had moved back to Griffin, who owns a very successful marketing business, and called me. He's like, "Hey, man, I got I I got a room for you in Montana to go fly fishing with me and some guys at this this nonprofit retreat um, for for Christian business leaders. Mm. Do you want to go? We leave in two days. Well, and I just said yes, <laughs> like um you know i had some vacation time left over at my previous job um and uh he said i'll i got i'll take care of the whole you know except for your flight i'll take care of everything else like just just get there get yourself so there you just get to go river and runs s- through it see it pretty much like it was it was all aw- <laughs> like it was it i mean it was it was what i needed it was a great time to get away um little did i know like he would brought invited all these other entre- christian entrepreneurs there mm. And just got to spend, like, four or five days with it, them, talking through things, listening to them. And I just, I, I walked away. I was like, I can do this. Like, I could, if these guys can do it, I can do it. Like, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and so I started just kind of gaining confidence in that regards. So I started praying through, like, okay, Lord, like, can we, you know, do? can I do this remotely from Chattanooga and, you know, do it part-time? Do we find someone down here to help run it and I kind of oversee it? Do we, you know, I don't, I mean, because I had a good upward trajectory in my other job as well and um so I, I started driving down um you know we had Dana would stay at home, some friends were blessed to have some friends help us out with the, with Dana um as she got recovered from having Henry, so that was kind of yeah end of end of October, first of November was driving back and forth. Shout we, out to
0: Dana for letting you go away for four days with a three dude, year or four week old out, I faith.
1: mean that the whole I mean the whole piece like I mean well, yeah Dana's yeah. Yeah. shout out to Dana for all shout, of it. shout out. <laughs> Love you, babe. Um, but uh, yeah, just there's another neat story is so I came back from that, was trying to do both, figuring out what we're going to do, working ridiculous hours, you know. Um, and I would drive down on Tuesday night after we put down the kids, and then stay until Thursday evening and then drive back to Chattanooga. Mm. And I was driving down Tuesday night, and I would, t- and I would typically call my cousin. Uh, my cousin's a pastor now up in Philadelphia um, for a church called the Philadelphia-, Philadelphia Tabernacle, which is associated with the Brooklyn Tabernacle, mm. um, Brooklyn Tabernacle Choir. Um, and um, he w- we were just talk, we'd pray. And like so he finally just, we were talking that one, like it was the Thursday before Thanksgiving, or the previous week before Thanksgiving of 2020, yeah, 2020. And he was like, man, we just need to pray that like the Lord takes one of these off your plates. And just like gives you some guidance because like if not you're going to burn out and you like mm-hmm. you're just gonna can't can't sustain this path there's just yeah. too much going on like you just had a new baby you just you know all this stuff um and so we were praying about it got into my mom's um house and uh, went to sleep and then uh got up the next morning went to our warehouse and my brother-in-law calls me at like eight thirty and says hey man you ever thought about taking fmla and i was like and it just, like, instantly was like, that's it. So Family Medical Leave Act gives you permission for your job to, like, hold your position, still give you insurance, all this stuff, Why mm-hmm. you can take a leave for four months Whoa. to figure out life scenarios as big life changes happens.
0: Family Medical Leave Act.
1: Family, yeah. Shout out po- some positive things from the government, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so I called my boss, like, right after that. And I was like, hey, I just, I got to step away. Like, I got to figure out what we're going to do with this thing, some of the state stuff we were trying to deal with, like... I mean, there's just a lot to figure out, um, and uh, so I did that. Um, and the funny part is about it, we had a really good October sales-wise, November and December sales-wise for our business. Um, and so through that, Danny and I were like, "Well, let's 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 do it. Let's put our house in the market. And let's let's move." So we sold our house, and you know, we went up to we 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 cashed out at the right time. Thank you uh, uh, before all the high interest rates and everything. Mm-hmm. So we sold our home in Chattanooga. Um, moved down here um, found a little spot right next to my sister and brother-in-law which is where we're staying at, where we live now in, in Swanee. Um, and right when we moved we didn't sell a project for like six months <laughs> so um, well welcome up. to entrepreneurship in <laughs> um, yeah. the slightest so you sold your home you left a job a great salary job with a pension and a car and like all this stuff mm-hmm. and it's like here we go stepped
0: out in faith stepped and you were in- rewarded with Donut struggles. <laughs>
1: um, no, and so it was just it was you know it was a cha- it was a working through that. The Lord provided for us um, through the entire time, met our needs. Um, I was able to bring my former assistant on um, from my previous job. Um, she was looking for some different um, help, and so she's she'd worked with me for five or six years before that. So she knew how I liked to work and how we did mm-hmm. things, and so. Um, we worked to you know, really grow our business, and it's, we've been scaling and growing ever since. From the
0: so let's hit the pause button yeah. there. That was you moved here. You said January twenty twenty
1: one. Yeah, February. We moved February of twenty twenty one. Yeah. Okay,
0: so two and a half years ago. Yep. And that's where we kind of. So that's all the backstory to yeah. <laughs> what we actually want to talk about. Yeah. So what I wanted, what I've wanted to bring you on for for a good while is, and um, you know, in 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 church world, we don't always talk a ton about work mm-hmm. and job stuff. And every Sunday, you know, you have however many people here and, and adults spend the majority of their waking hours at whatever their vocation is. Um, and so for a lot of us, that's, you leave the house and you go to work or whatever for some, it might be stay-at-home mom or maybe you work remote, but it's still like you're engaged most of your waking hours. In, in your vocation. Yeah. And we don't have a context necessarily regularly within the church rhythm where we address specifically um, how to think about career and calling and vocation and all that stuff. I mean, obviously we address those things when we're preaching through something and it's in the text and, um, but we don't do tons of topical stuff on that. And so it's a, it's a, what I wanted to bring you on for is like, man, you've got the, I mean, in certain ways, planning a church and entrepreneurship or have their similarities. Oh, um, so much similar. And so, yeah. so I, I know the, the, the grind of that, um, and the, the, <laughs> the pain of that. Yeah. Um, but, but there, man, it's just uh, what I want to be able to kind of pick your brain about for the benefit of, of our church, too, is just as you have borne this uh, weighty responsibility of um, not just taking on a business and running that business, but feeling the sort of, in a sense, the desire to do this as part of your dad's legacy and to do this well in honor of your dad and yeah. and not not to be like in his shadow or burdened by that. But but there's a reality to in kind of picking up on where he left off with this and. Um, but then it also just providing for your family, the risk and the, the the exhilarating parts of it, the struggle of it, all these different things. So I just wanted us to talk about, okay, what does it look like or how are you thinking through What's been the journey of figuring out how to lead, how to run a business, for profit, good product, great service, like building a culture, all these things that I know you've had to think through, talk through, but in a distinctively Christian way. Yeah. And so that's kind of where I want to lead down this. And you're going to do most of the talking. I'm just going to try to pick your brain a little bit, ask some questions, and let you talk about where what the Lord's taught you, what He's what He is teaching you, kind of how you're thinking about these things. And um, yeah, so
1: yeah, no, that's um, I mean, this is something I'm learning actively right now too in yeah. my life. I mean, as the past couple of years have transitioned and um, you know found myself amongst different people um, in kind of the business world. Um, I think one of the big things that I constantly hear is, like, they're trying to figure out, like, how they filter and make decisions and how they look at life holistically. Almost, I mean, it, you really hear about trying to life hack, right? That's a big, you know, business term. Like, people trying to, how, what's their life hack to be successful? You can yeah. do this, 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 and this. Um, you know, I mean. The, Max, maximizing efficiency. Maximizing efficiency, you know. um, how you know how do you make decisions um i mean there's so much in a way it's kind of unfortunate in some of the instances there's a lot of um spiritualization of like manifesting things like and trying to you know think through things and organizing your life and it's Mm -hmm. like and i really like i was like just praying lord's like hey god like just help me you know try to be able to talk to people in a way that you can give me a chance to witness but also to provide like some good value of like things that i'm doing too and finding a way to connect with other entrepreneurs you know in that space um and so i was i was drawn back to um a sermon that my pastor in chattanooga had given a couple years ago um kind of talking about the filtered life um and it's drawn from matthew um, 633 um you know put forth the put first the kingdom of god um, and his righteousness and all these things shall be added to you and so he kind of tackled that on to um you know, kind of how to organize and work through your life, kind of filtering your life um, in kind of the filter of, like, God, family, work, and then ministry. Um, and how if you get those things out of balance and out of whack um, and misorganized, it, you know, your life becomes, can has a chance to become chaotic or you mm-hmm. mismanage relationships and, um, yeah, there's just a lot of things that can go wrong if you don't filter your life correctly in that regards. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I've, I've really, I mean, it's been a challenge for me, but to, and I've something I've struggled with, but to really make sure that I'm, I'm looking at that and organizing my life in that way, um, because I just, I mean, it's, it's seeking first God and His kingdom, and you know Him on a daily basis, to be able to filter and make decisions. I mean, because I feel With like competing responsibilities. competing responsibilities, time, effort, yeah. energy. I mean, Dana can say, I mean, she'll say this, like, you need to turn it off. Mm-hmm. Like, you need to stop talking about this and you shut your mind off. She's the only wife. She's the only wife that ever, ever says ever that. Said That's that. right. <laughs> um, and, I have
0: never heard anything so, close to that from yeah. my wife.
1: <laughs> <laughs> never. Um, so just how to organize your life in a way um that is a, is a good reminder and a good check mm-hmm. um, with how to approach things on a daily basis.
0: Well, and I think the thing that's unique about, I mean, we all have that struggle, I think, with vocation, especially if you care about and enjoy what you do. Yeah. Uh, if you're in a, let's say, a performance-driven environment for your vocation, and not everybody is necessarily. Some people maybe are on a little bit more. It really is just nine to five, and you can clock in, clock out, but a lot of us aren't. Um And I think particularly for you, where you're taking over a business and you're trying to grow this business and you're trying to figure out the business on the fly while you're doing those things. And, um, you know, one thing that I I think can sometimes, like when you think about that ordered priority list that you talked about, uh, another phrase that people will talk about a lot is balance. Mm -hmm. And and I think one of the things that's like, uh, how do you think about, I know, I know some ways that I've had to wrestle through this, but like. When you take on that kind of responsibility on the fly the way you did, there is no balance. So how do you think about seeking first the kingdom, this idea of balance that's maybe a bit of mythology that yeah. you can't really achieve, but, like, so knowing for a time probably life's going to be unbalanced, Yeah. but still trying to prioritize those things. Like, how do you think about that bigger picture?
1: Yeah, I mean, and just when it comes down to a day, like, I mean, for me personally, like, I mean i'm not the most athletic person but i do enjoy running and i've you know i enjoyed trying to get some exercise but i mean for me one of the biggest things i have to pay attention to is like i let that become the first thing i do in the morning mm-hmm. instead of spending time with the word, mm-hmm. the word the word with the word with the lord like then that and and really refocusing in that regards to like and i've really kind of tried to shift where it's like i don't I, I my my time to work out is in the mornings but i don't do it throughout the day unless i've like i've spent time with 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 God, like I just, I just, I'm really trying to like be disciplined in that regard. So it Dude. does take some level of discipline in that facet.
0: So some of it's anchoring yourself it in is. the right
1: thing. It's the right priorities in that regards, um, and it, you know, it's. I think the biggest thing is because on either side of that, you have two good godly things. You've got obviously your relationship, your personal relationship with God, and you got ministry. Uh-huh. And so it's like, you know, how do you balance the in like balance those two pieces out. Right. Um, I think so for us, it's like, I mean, and I mean, our community group knows this, but like, if we feel like we have too many things involving ministry stacked up in a week, and it's like uh, too much, I mean, we want to be there with our community group, we are striving to be there as much as we can, but like this week, we're watching my nieces, and it was like, man, we just can't like, can't do it all, can't do it all. Right. Um, You know, I think we got asked to, you know, do something additional in ministry here at the church, and it was like, I just, I, I can't take on anything else. Right. And so balancing those things out and trying to do them well and live well in that regard. Mm-hmm. So I think that either side of the spectrum are good, really great things. And in the middle is really good things. But just try, like how you filter, you know, things that you do throughout the day um, and throughout your decision-making. Yeah, so, I
0: mean, it's easy to, like, decide, like, what, um, you know, uh, it's easy to decide not to do productive or Correct. healthy, good things. Like things that maybe would be even sinful or wasteful yeah. or whatever. That's easy enough to decide with the filter you're talking about. But how do you then filter, okay... Um, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and then all these other things mm-hmm. will be added unto you. So when when it's all good things. Yeah. Like this is one of the things I know I'm contending with in these days. is like I find that we are exhausted a lot, but everything we spend our energy on for the most part is like it's worthwhile. Yeah. Right? So like how do you, um, I don't know, what what's the way? Like I think about this, I guess, as like, like Dana has to be involved in this, right? Like it's one thing if you're working, you know, 18 hours a day for a time while you're trying to get business going or whatever. Um, And if she's not on board with that, then it's going to wreak havoc on marriage. But then, like, Well, if if she's on board with it, and you see it as a partnership, we're doing this together. It's yeah. not just me doing this business thing. It's like us yeah. doing this. And then within these roles that we play, like how is that? I don't know. I don't well, know if you can flesh yeah, out. Yeah, I mean, some I think it's, it's,
1: it takes some good conversation. Obviously, and a good. I mean, she's been a phenomenal, you know, partner in what we're doing here, and even some of the risks that we're We're We, you know, taking in some facet like. Um, definitely a very balanced approach but not, like not you know approaching it like we are doing it together i mean so it's i mean it's it yeah, i might own the business but she's just as much part of the business as, as i am because of i mean we've chosen to kind of homeschool our kids in that regard so like as mm-hmm. work starts picking up and traveling like you know for me not to be separated from our family and for us to be able to do things together as a family and live life together as a family like we're going to homeschool it's mm-hmm. so, like you know so that's filtering through that process of family like and not letting work Take priority over that quality mm-hmm. time and years um, with 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 our boys um, in that regard. So it's it's definitely working together um, in in making that up. Like I mean, Dana doesn't work; like she's a stay-at-home mom, and so like, I mean that does provide it's you know it, we don't have two income, so it's It's, just, it's yeah, just us. Super so it's hard like, time to do that. So filtering those pieces in that regards, I think it does take communication and work. Um, in so there's avenue. a shared
0: value of the kingdom investment of her being at home with your kids yep. and then the kingdom investment of homeschooling, not because necessarily there are no other good educational Correct. environments, but more that it gives you a range of flexibility as a family yep. to try to make pivots and do things along the way that maybe would be non traditional. Yeah. So, I mean,
1: she's all on board. I mean, she's, I mean, I've, you know. I am the visionary in our company, and that's, I mean, I'm, I, I see where we're going to go. I know what we're trying to accomplish, and she's been great to, like, help me be able or allow me to be able to do that mm-hmm. um, and to be on board with it. And so it's like, well, then if we're going to do that, then this is what, what it needs to look like for us to continue to maintain our family unit mm-hmm. in the way that we feel like is healthy and balanced in that regards. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just, you know, looking through that. So, you know, obviously, but, but I'm not going to see her, and I'm not going to approach that in the right way unless, I'm, unless my heart is right with the Lord. Right. You know, and I mean, I'm. There's times. I mean, I I can go back. We had a, um, the you know, employee, employee's gonna leave our company um, through some family circumstances and life circumstances, and I allowed myself to like, it, which kind of threw off like a plan that I had for the next six to twelve months to mm. to work on to grow some things, and I got frustrated and I was getting angry about it, and like I sat down like you know, um, yesterday and I was reading in the word, like, and then in Hebrews and Hebrews 12, like the, 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 the wall of faith, like they have the, the historical characters and leaders mm-hmm. of faith in the Bible. And it's like through faith, okay, God, like I didn't know what this was going to happen yesterday, but like, I'm going to faithfully walk with you through this next decision and mm-hmm. guiding and direct me for how to readjust what we thought was going to happen in this next space. So like, it's just time and time again, man, like reordering and setting those priorities in the right facet, like, wisdom will come your direction peace will come your direction like life is tough it is so t- it's tough it's freaking it's, brutal, it's, freaking brutal. <laughs> it's so hard like. yeah but like just this enduring hope like i mean I, there's another work i've been in the, the, the elpis e-l-p-i-s in the greek like this enduring hope uh-huh. you know that if we trust in the lord and we seek first his righteousness and his kingdom like it's all going to be okay. Like he's, we're not, it doesn't mean we're not going to face trials and tribulations and questions and struggles and work and people aren't going to rile us up and frustrate us at our jobs. Like sure. that's going to happen every stinking day. Cause we're human and we're, it's just our natural progression. Yeah. But like, you know, so much of the wisdom found there is, is, is that that's you got to start. You got to start right there.
0: Yeah. We, so I, and I've talked with you enough over the, the couple of years that you've been, you know, that we've been walking together some and I know, I just I just want affirm like the level at which I think you like you're a, you're a pretty highly disciplined guy and and I don't know if that was always the case or it's just been developed over time <laughs> yes. but but I know you guard, you know, that that time uh your own time with the Lord, time in the word and praying. Um what are some of the other dis like one of the things we're talking about this year a lot is these spiritual practices, right? Like what are some of the other habits or practices that you're pretty that you're pretty on top of? Like I if I'm going to be healthy in the Lord and make good decisions and operate in a faithful way.
1: What are the things that you found are critical for you to maintain? I Man, I'm trying to figure those out as I go, to be honest. Like, <laughs> I mean, realistically, it's like I've learned so much over the past two and a half years and I mean have a lot to learn. Um I would say that uh, I mean, yeah, some of the spiritual I think rest when we we're talking about about Community Group, one of the biggest things that I've got to figure out how to do is rest. Mm-hmm. I've got to rest my mind got to rest just my physical like just being you know finding time to rest um and so reorganizing some things to be able to do that um is really important and and, and something I'm trying to figure out and look how to do in a better way Mm -hmm. Um, I don't have an answer yet to be honest I just know that's that's a priority um you know and part of that is that is that morning time routine like for me to be honest like I, I I have to be disciplined in the morning um because if I'm not, then it's just that it just it throws everything else off. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, it's like you know even before I go and spend quiet time in the word, and, um, which I mean I'm not saying I'm perfect in any way, shape, or form. It's just something I'm I'm really trying to work hard on right now. Um, we live in a little town home right now. It's um, it's kind of trapped in between obviously between some other homes, and I just go I go sit out in the in the darkness, in our on our kids' toy box. I could drink my coffee and yeah. just be quiet and be still and yeah. rest. Yeah. Because I know once it hits like it's non stop from mm-hmm. now until eight thirty or nine o'clock at night. Yeah. It does not stop. Yeah. Um and so, you know, it's prioritizing those types of things. Um, you know, it's uh I think yeah, just resting for me is a big 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 part of that. And so trying to find time to rest. Um other
0: you you've had you you and I were in a cohort together with a couple guys, uh gosh, a couple of years ago. And then you did one last year as well. Has that, what part is just having a context like that?
1: Yeah. I mean, that's been a phenomenal avenue just to, I mean, I, my, my rhythm in that regards is, I mean, even in, in back in Chattanooga, as I, I had a good Bible study cohort with um, a group of guys on Friday mornings. Um, and so it's been nice to kind of, I think for me starting to get back into a good rhythm last year, I had a good time to, to connect with Tyler um, Hammett, Casey, Disney, and Locker, McDonald, and just starting to get uh, sharing about what's going on in our lives, and we we're all walking through a lot of different, um, similar things when it comes to parenting, um, you know, in, in the different cycles, mm-hmm. um, and so it was neat to kind of walk through some of those journeys. We studied um, kind of ahead of the church, and in, in we studied the Sermon on the Mount. Um, it's like, what better place to get wisdom than like from the Sermon on yep. the Mount? Which... Um
0: Seek first the kingdom is comes that's, out of comes right, right? Out like that's, that's right. That.
1: So, um, so yeah, I think that's that's it's been a phenomenal way to connect and and you know build on that re- those relationships of community in that regards without a doubt.
0: And then you've also belonged to uh, something of like a, a, a entrepreneurial kind of collective.
1: Yeah, there's a group called EO Entrepreneurship Organization that's a worldwide organization built up of entrepreneurs, um, and it's been a really it's it's just another God story. Who like Andrew Hickson. Shout out to Andrew. Um, we're but we both work in the HOA space in our business, and so like Andrew connected me with another business owner, um, you know who he knew who we who's who we lived like right next to in Swanee. Um, I got together for lunch with him. He connected me with his entrepreneurship organization. And got got um, a part of what they call their accelerator program. Um, who uh, who was for businesses trying to scale and grow, and so just got to meet different people and be around different business owners that like. Have I mean who have grown m- multiple seven eight nine figure businesses and it's mm-hmm. like the the wisdom and mistakes that they've made along the way I get a great chance to sit at the in the at their feet and learn and hear from some things that have worked some things that have not worked and mm-hmm. you know be humble and willing to learn in that regards yeah um, so uh, so
0: part of what I want people to hear there is just like I mean you've got a massive amount of responsibility. And those are things where you're, in a sense, taking time away from direct focus on work, but it's to develop your own leadership, your own thinking, your own uh, just who you are as as a business owner and business leader. The time that you invest in your own spiritual development by meeting with men on Friday mornings early before work. Uh, your own personal time in the world. Like these are lots of excuses that we could not do any of those things when you have a bunch of responsibility and and a bunch of demands on you. And I just want people to hear like how critically important those things are to having somewhat of a sanity about you. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) To retaining that. Um, Okay, talk to us then a little bit about then in this idea of seeking the kingdom beyond rhythms and, and some of the things that you still make priority to build into your life um, as kind of part of the cadence, but like how, I mean, at the end of the day, you're a business, you're trying to make money and you're having to hire people and create a team and build a culture and all that. Like, how has this kingdom mindset, kingdom focus sort of, how has it helped shape your approach to that?
1: I mean, I, honestly, it's, I mean, I, I was talking to Caleb about this, we were having a lunch a couple of weeks ago, but like, you know, the Lord, uh, Lord sets your path and he directs where you're going to go and you got to act upon it. You got to do, you know, what he sets out in front of you. Um, but I think for all of us in our business, um, there's just a sweet heart about having an impact on people. Mm -hmm. Um, so we have a little company called impact management that we're working to hopefully one day be used as a resource to further the kingdom in some form or fashion, you know, praying open-handed that the Lord guides and directs that, um, but we just want to be – we just to kind of want to have meaningful – We we're, one of our purpose statements is we want to have meaningful impact on every employee, community, and customer that we come in contact with. Mm-hmm. Um, and so just really trying to have a, a meaningful impact because we realize that things outside of ourselves, like there's so much bigger things outside of us. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we've been very fortunate to work with a lot of believers. Maybe maybe not everybody has a personal walk with Jesus, but they are people of faith in some form or fashion. Mm-hmm. And so it's just – it's it's – it's been neat to um, just have that mentality and that mindset and that heart around our company um, to really try to just build something special for our employees um, and hopefully for the kingdom one day that far out see exceeds that continues that same heart of what my dad, my dad started this company to further ministry. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, what a neat thing and not because we're trying to build his legacy, but just that's because what we're called to do, Mm -hmm. you know? So I think there's, it, yeah, we just we're trying to be an Im, have an impact in in what we do and where, where we have go. you
0: seen, have you seen anywhere like where you could like maybe share either a a, a story or a snippet where like where either you've experienced resistance to being overtly trying to operate in an overtly kind of explicitly Christian manner or in a way where you've seen that have an impact on somebody where y- your faith drove you <laughs> oh, towards man. a decision yeah. a way of operating on an employee, on a customer, something like that.
1: So, um my uh our customer service manager is my former assistant. She's now heads up our customer service team, which, I mean, we're a small company. We have, like, 12 employees, so it's, like, you know, it's still relatively small. Sure. Um, but uh, we were talking about some of our core values and just, you know, uh, um, the impact that we want to have specifically on one of the things that we, you know, came back and we, we, we went through our companies, is, you know, want to help take care of widows and orphans is a really neat avenue. I mean, part, mm-hmm. part of what some of the ministry is to help provide, you know, long-term things for my mom in that regards after my dad passed. And, um, so our customer service manager, she heard this, um, she kind of knew what our heart was. I mean, I've been tied to her name's Audrey. We've been really close for many years and, um, a lady called in, um, a couple, I guess it's been about a year or so ago and her, and a FedEx or UPS driver had hit her mailbox and, um, she had just lost her husband like a week before that. Mm -hmm. And so she was going through a challenging time. She didn't, she couldn't. I can't remember. I'm probably going to get the story wrong, but, like, she couldn't – didn't have the resources or couldn't get the resources because some banking things were going on when people pass or whatnot. Like, there's a lot of things that can happen. Um, But, like, we got her taken care of. We helped helped provide the service that we provide to her to get things back up and running Um, so she could receive, I think, some medications and things, you know, that she needed to make sure to get through the mail and whatnot. Um, And um, through that, my customer service manager, um, you know, sent her an extra email – I said, "Hey, I remember. I hear, I heard our owners talk about this book, this devotional book for widows, mm. and um, I want to. We're going to send you a copy. Mm. I think it's something along those lines. We, we got basically. She got ended up getting a copy of this book through some conversations with. I think either our customer service manager told us about it or vice versa. I don't remember what happened. Mm-hmm. Well, a few months later, the lady's mailbox gets hit to, gets hit again. Oh. What? Keeps us in business. Thank you very much. Um, a big, some of the part of our business. Um, and um, she called back and she was talking to Audrey again. She said, "Hey, like I got this book that you guys sent me. And I just want to say thanks. Like that, it really ministered to me in a big way and helped me walk through this time, you know, that I've been walking through. And and I shared it with my church. And then I started leading a Bible study with other widows at my church. No way. And then that led to another Bible study at another church with more widows. Wow. And it's just like." There's there's a lot of sto- There's some neat stories like that that have happened mm. over the past couple of years. That like That's just cool. through trying to have an impact and be a service to others, like mm. you don't know what it's going to yield in that regards. That's awesome. Um, hmm.
0: What um, flesh out some more of this, just uh, in your own thinking about. Um, I mean, we've been, we, you know, we, we, you mentioned the Sermon on the Mount. We've been walking through this whole idea of the kingdom of God and, yep. and what kingdom people are, how kingdom people are to operate. Like, um, is there any other ways you want to just kind of speak to how that's informing things like decision making and how you go about?
1: I mean, of- I think the verse right after, I think it's verse 34, six, and, you know, do not worry about tomorrow. You know, can't, can't, I mean, it's, can't worry about what's going to happen tomorrow because we don't know. Mm -hmm. You know, all all realistic. you have to be like very kind of present in in the moment and where you're at, who you're dealing with, who you're working with, Mm -hmm. um, and be very focused on like kind of what your task is at hand. Um, And that's really all you, that's all the ability that honestly the Lord's kind of given us to kind of, I won't say control, but like that's what he's given us the opportunity to do right in front of us. Um, That's, yeah. So I think that's kind of, you know, going back to that is... Yeah, what I mean, does he say? He when he elaborates on that whole idea, he says tomorrow has enough trouble of its own. Yeah, tomorrow there's gonna be so many things that I yeah, mean, you gotta worry about ten yeah, stuff tomorrow. That's correct. But worrying about it today is not gonna do you any good. It's not gonna do any good. There's things to worry about right there's now. There's things to worry <laughs> about right now. I got I got to make sure to pay the bills today. Yeah. Um, you know, and so, um, just being very present, very focused in that regard. So like, you know, kind of filtering back to like. I mean, I can you know start thinking ahead of what's even going on in the day, but if I do that, then my quality of time with the Lord is not as rich. And if I'm doing that when I'm, you know, with my family and say I'm distracted and think about, oh, man, I need to respond to this person or talk to this person with my, my family, like, then they're not getting the attention that they, yeah. they need. So
0: Have you found any, where's been maybe the greatest area of temptation to vacate kingdom first priority?
1: Uh-huh. Oh, if putting work above everything else. Okay. I mean— I, I, I and mean, we've talked about this in the past, I I, I feel very motivated. I, I mean, it's, we're in a unique space and people are probably think I'm crazy, but like, I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot of opportunity in our space. Mm-hmm. Um, we're a very niche business. And, and so I've seen, there's, we've got some neat things on our horizon. Um, and so it's very easy to let that be the pinpoint of, you know, where my focus lies. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, it's challenging on Sundays. It's challenging on, I mean, in the middle of worship. It's, I mean, it's it's very hard to, like, let that take and dominate everything.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so it really is. There's, like, in the same way that, like, the whole idea of Sabbath, like, to come to church, it's an act of faith. Yeah. To To, to shut off work, to come here, to focus on the Lord, to be with his people, to open your heart to his word. Like, there's an ongoing, like, faith step every time you do that. And even in the midst of while you're doing it, having to oh yeah to sort of try to turn that all off
1: to kind of tune into him. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, that's you know you hear about I mean stories of Elon Musk or all these other entrepreneurs. They work seven hours a day or seven seven days a week for you know twenty hours a day, just going, 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 going. Mm-hmm. And it's like you. That's just I mean, for for me in my life, like I'll sacrifice whatever I need to sacrifice not to not to ever get that way. Yeah. So and if it means holding loosely you know plans that i i or visions that i won't say visions i see but just like plans that i try to make to grow what we're trying to accomplish it's holding that loosely knowing that i mean you can get a phone call and your whole life can change pretty quickly if you're not careful <laughs> you know so just holding it loosely in that regards and and giving it to the lord to to trust him in that hmm.
0: um i i do feel like before we wrap anything up i have to confess to you about the time i plowed a mailbox <laughs>
1: <laughs> when I was, did you run away? I was, <laughs>
0: okay. So here's honestly uh, what happened. This is a funny. Pretty, This is a pretty funny story. I'm on Spalding Drive coming from home, and I was bussing tables. I was, I, I must have turned 16 because I was driving. So uh, I think I was, I was bussing tables at um, Dominic's here in down in Norcross, and um, and I was on my way to a lunch shift and in kind of a hurry. And I, I, um, I'm Spalding. If you don't know, it's like this winding residential road, like yeah. back from Dunwoody to Norcross, and and. Um, and I didn't even know I hit it, right? Like, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm in my mom's uh, Chevy Beauville van. Like, this big blue van was what I was driving. And I plowed the thing with the side view mirror, um, I guess was right, right at the level of a mailbox. And all I did was hurt. I heard it, and the mirror was, like, against the window on the <laughs> passenger side. And I was like, oh, crap. And, uh, but I was going to be late for work if I stopped. Oh, man. So I go to work. And I work my shift, and I'm anxious the whole time, you know, and then I get in the car, and I come back to the house where I did it, and sure enough, there's this mailbox laying down on the <laughs> side of the road, and I pull in, it's this real steep driveway, and so I drive up this thing, just embarrassed, humiliated, but I did go back to the house, and I knock on the door, and I, and I told the lady exactly what had happened, and... She go, and it was hilarious. It made me think of it because of the story you told about the lady. She she kind of laughed it off. And she goes, "Oh, I really appreciate you coming back. It happens all the time."
1: Oh yeah, <laughs> it happens all the time. So apparently, she the had time. her mailbox
0: hit a whole bunch of times, and she was not upset about it, and yeah. didn't ask me to do anything to pay for it. Or
1: uh, I, I'm I'm dreading autonomous <laughs> autonomous vehicles. <laughs> um, no, uh, yeah, it's been a, it's
0: been a unique. I hope you don't have a lower view of me. I don't. It's I you know mailboxes. actually you, like you said that's job security,
1: right? It's very you know it's for yeah for this current stage it's uh, it's part of our job security. So thank you very much for hopefully keeping me in, you know food on the table. Yeah.
0: Anything so. else uh, you want to just I don't know talk about as it relates to kind of leadership, business, vocation, family, like the balancing of these things, uh, oh, whatever. I'm just I'll
1: leave it. No, open. I mean I think just I mean it's uh, yeah, I, I I gave a I did give a coffee filter to each one of our. Uh, members in our cohort this this year to kind of like look at things that way as well. And so for us to like, you know, as as we talk through life and as we work through this season, you know, of us all being dads and, um, you know, how to make decisions and working through things, like taking a look at that on a daily basis and, you know,
0: I, I, seeing I how it goes. I just – that whole idea of God, family, work, or, ministry um, – and in some ways, you could pinch those together. And, and what if we actually started to see, as you're trying to work as ministry, yeah, um, like not necessarily distinctive? I, I think what you mean by ministry is like your
1: church Correct. responsibilities yeah.
0: and, and things that you've committed to there. But, um, but I think I think as well, just it's easy to assume. Oh, I'm a Christian, of course, God's first. It's like, nah. <laughs> it's like do not blow past. It's that. so easy. If yeah. God is first, there's going to be a measurable, observable way to to identify that. Yeah, if. If, if you're just trying to, I, look, God is with us in all that we do. And I don't want to, like, downplay that. But if there is no set-aside, concentrated time where you're in the Word, where you're probe, allowing the Spirit to kind of probe your thoughts and being honest with the Lord and praying, for me it's journaling is, is mm-hmm. kind of the way that I process. and um, Maybe for some of us it's like going on a walk and just praying. Like, but if there's not concentrated time, connecting with the Lord in prayer, wrestling with the Lord through the anxieties of life, filtering your emotions, your thoughts, your, your worries, you know, trying to like rein in my worries for tomorrow and just distill them down to just today. Like, what do I have today? Like if we're not doing things that are, that are explicitly toward communion with God, then we're probably not putting God first. Yeah. Truly. It's easy to just say it and kind of move on. Um, But to me, so much of, um, it seems to me that the Lord has given you at different steps, and there's no guarantee that this continues, right? I mean, Solomon's a good ex or not Solomon, uh Nebuchadnezzar was a good example of this, but but it seems to me that the Lord gives you wisdom as you continue to seek him, right? James one says, Whoever wants wisdom, ask for it and he'll be mm-hmm. given it. <laughs> yeah. Um and so as you prioritize the Lord, you you pursue the word, you pursue him, you you have the uh, you've had God's blessed the decision making and, you know, you've had to grow the business, expand the business, acquire businesses. Like there's been all these different steps for you over the last couple of years. Um, but it seems to me that so much of it flows out of that fundamental commitment first.
1: Of, yeah. I mean, it's honestly, it's just the graciousness of the Lord because there's times in my life that I'm not faithful the way I should be too. Right. you know? what so I it's like say yeah. say about
0: that is you have to contend for that yeah. every bit tomorrow, as much as you have today. Correct. You can, you can, you can do that faithfully for a week, a month, a year and it doesn't mean that you'll be faithful to do it tomorrow
1: no but i mean I, I, yeah and even it's neat even when in seasons when you're not as faithful as we should be like there's so many guiding verses like i remember going back to leaving you know home and not knowing anybody in in tennessee and like i i got i was in a bible study with um a pastor a young adults pastor up in Gainesville. And we were doing a study on Joshua. And Joshua 1, nine is, like, one of my life verses. Be strong, courageous, knowing the Lord God is with you wherever you'll go. Mm-hmm. And, like, two weeks later, I had to make the decision about leaving, mm. you know, Gainesville and going where I didn't know anybody. Yeah. And, like, I remember walking down my parents' driveway, like, with my best friend, like, and we were just like, that's it, man. Like, it's, it, it's going to be okay, yeah. you know, because he's still with you. And so it's like there's so many times of... Seasons where you have been faithful, where God even you know where God directs and provides wisdom even in the seasons where you're not, mm-hmm. and it's just it's just neat to kind of see that. Well, so.
0: I, and I, I, I to so number one, I want to just encourage our folks who are listening, like um, in your work, however much you may, maybe it's just a job to you. You're just you're clocking in, you're clocking out. You don't love it. You wish you had something else going, but whatever it is you do, you have an opportunity to impact people. Mm-hmm. And you can do your work with excellence, and you can do it with winsomeness and humility and with an eye towards honoring God and building into people. Um, and whether that's you're, you're the lowest rung on the ladder within a company or whether you're the, the, the CEO of the company, right? There's, there's ways of doing that. Uh, additionally, I'd like to just draw out, like, the partnership where you and Dana are in this together with different roles and different parts to play within it, right? Yeah. Like, um, you have ministry going on in the context of work. It's a means of providing for family. It's a means of impacting people and everything while she's focused homeward, having a meaningful obviously impact shaping uh, the hearts and the lives of these two young men, God's entrusted to you and on every level. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's meaningful, substantial work and ministry to do each and every day. So whatever, whoever's listening, whatever it is you do, like that's, we, we want to, what I hope you'll come away with is, um, we can get kind of bogged down in the daily mundane repeated things that we kind of just even things like laundry and dishes and mowing the lawn and pulling weeds and cooking dinner. And, you know, it's just all on repeat and yep. whatever it is you do for work. Um, but I hope we can recover and then and, and retain a robust vision for God working in the midst of these ordinary activities of everyday life, yeah. um, that there's substantial ministry to be done in those contexts.
1: Without a doubt, yeah, it's wherever we look, it's that's out there.
0: Yeah. All right, you get any last words?
1: Go Braves. First
0: time on the pod, yes. Go Braves. Go what Braves. We, we got a few oh more man, minutes we here. Got about an hour and twenty minutes before yep. first pitch.
1: Um, if you see James any more mailboxes. Uh, www.mailboxproject.com.
0: <laughs> well, you can uh, you can find it at www. Hey, I've got a mailbox project uh, mailbox. If anybody oh, wants to come see a sampling of your work you can come to my house uh. Uh, we have we have a, a Jerry Greer special um and uh, yeah <laughs> we'll, we'll no, free, sure no get... free ads no free ads <laughs> no I love it uh, uh, it's been good to have you on yeah, weekday worship pleasure. we'll schedule a uh, political podcast for a future episode maybe yep. when we get closer to next election I 2024
1: don't know. is right yeah, around the corner should we, should we kick off the year with something political
0: uh, that'd be fun uh, and we'd probably regret it but yeah. Uh, yeah hey thanks for listening everybody hope it was good to get to hear Joey's story hope you uh, are challenging some things um, grateful for what God's doing in you and your family grateful for the part you guys play in our church. Um thanks man. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, y'all have a great week.